Hi, I'm Marie Tepman, welcoming you back to The Property Management Show. Recently, I was interviewed by Kathleen Richards for her PM Tribe coaching group. And in that interview, we talked about the importance of marketing for property management companies, when it makes sense to seek help, and the current trends in the industry. I thought there was a lot of useful information here, and so that's why today I'm sharing that interview with all of you. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited today because I have Marie Tepman with Four and Half Property Management Marketing Agency. And um, let me give a little bit of a background bio about Marie. Maybe some of you know her. Maybe she is new to you. So she's the director of marketing at Four and a Half, which is a marketing agency specifically geared towards property management. And Marie considers herself a problem solver and a storyteller um, at her core. She is so passionate about giving people the knowledge they need to succeed. And she's been in property management marketing since the early 2015 era timeframe and has authored many, many blogs about the subject. Um, she also hosts the longest running property management podcast called the property management show which i've been so honored to to be on their podcast over the years here and there and she hosts that with Brittany stevens and they have a lot of fun kind of diving into the little nooks and crannies of what makes a successful property management business and when she's not doing her podcasting she's working with the great team there at four and a half to help property managers grow their businesses, be more successful. And when she's not doing all of that, she's got a lot of her hands full. She is a new mom and her little one is just adorable. Every now and then I see photos <laughs> posted on Facebook and so forth. So welcome, welcome Marie to um, our video training for this week in, in my group PM Tribe. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I feel honored to be part of this. Yeah, it's kind of fun because usually I'm the one being interviewed. So this time we're flipping yeah. it around. And just a little bit of background for everyone. Um, how I kind of got into Four and a Half was way back in the day. Um, they were the very first marketing agency that was focused specifically on property management. And so... Um, the founder of the company had worked for, I believe it was at Folio, which was the software that I used, and then got this great idea to start a marketing company. And um, so I ended up reaching out to Four and Half to help me with some video blogging at the time. That was such a new thing way back when. And I think actually the first time I met Marie, it might have been like your first day or first week at four and a half, and you were helping with the video recording. And um, it was such a great tool. Four and a half did all the content publishing and all of that for me and made the videos look great. And over a period of, I think, six years, we would do all these, you know, I'd show up at your office live and record all these videos. And it really, really helped grow my business. Um, for me to be seen as the expert in the industry. Um, I also was teaching at the local college and doing workshops at conferences and things like that. Um, 
And it just really helped to add to my credibility and take my my company, my little company in Santa Cruz, California, to the next level. So um, they're a great company to work with, honest, ethical, have done amazing things, not only for my company, but other companies um, in the property management sphere. So that's a little bit about me. And um, so I, I wanted to get a take from Marie, since she does marketing full-time specifically for property management. Marie, what would you say is the purpose of marketing? Like, why should people do this? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, you know, I want to start by um, addressing, like, what is the general purpose of marketing? Like, why does it exist, right? And I would say that the general purpose of marketing is to inform, educate, and to convince people about a product or a service or even an idea. I mean, even nonprofit organizations use marketing to convince people to join their causes, right? And in recent memory, politicians have been using marketing to convince people to rally behind them. And so it is a very powerful tool. Now, if we want to talk about the purpose of marketing for a property management company, I would say it is to attract um, prospective renters, um, owner, uh, homeowners who may want to rent their property or invest in real estate, retain current residents and current owner clients, and also to educate on the true value of professional property management. Yeah, that's in my mind, when I think of marketing kind of at the core, um, it's about educating, right? Mm -hmm. And explaining to people why they need a professional property manager versus doing it themselves. You know, what are all the benefits? What are the problems that we help you solve? Why are we the expert at it? So thank you for mentioning that. Um, what are the benefits to a property management company of having a formal marketing plan in place? That's a really good question. And um, I'd like to answer that using a metaphor. So let's say you need to go somewhere you have never been to before. And instead of using a GPS or glancing at a map, you just get into your car and you just start driving, right? Um, so let me ask you, Kathleen, do you think eventually you'll get there? Yeah, as long as I follow the map, the road map, or the you know the directions. Yeah, um, but if you didn't even glance at a map, right? Like you'll you may eventually get there. You can still ask for directions along the way, but you might still get lost, and um, you're probably gonna waste time and um, money, especially given how expensive gas is, especially in California, right? Um, so in this metaphor. Uh, a formal marketing plan serves as your GPS or your map. It's going to show you the most efficient way to get to your destination. It doesn't mean that, you know, you'll never get there without it. It's just a smarter way to do things. Yeah, I, I would agree 100%. Um, this Every month I have a theme um, for our group. And then we focus that on different aspects of the property management business. So the theme for this month is competition. Um, I personally think competition is a really good thing. It keeps us sharp. It keeps us focused and relevant, right? So how can marketing help us to compete in the marketplace? Um, after all, we do the same thing. You know, property managers, in a nutshell, we do the same thing. So how can marketing help us compete and stay relevant in the marketplace. Yeah. And so 
I firmly believe that marketing is the path to differentiation because it should always start with identifying your ideal client and understanding how to market or talk to that ideal client so that you're able to position yourself as the no-brainer choice for them. And so marketing can help them feel like, oh, this mark, this property management company fits like a glove to what I need. Like, why do I need to go elsewhere, right? So that's what marketing can do to help you differentiate. So what I, I see as a problem is when too many property management companies don't spend time thinking about who their ideal client should be, or they're not even spending time figuring out which market segment they are best equipped to serve. You know, like that's what creates this notion that we're all the same. And that creates this situation where the market, unfortunately, thinks property management is a commodity. I agree with you 100%. I spend a lot of time with all of my coaching clients really dialing in who's your ideal client. Because the, the product of doing property management is pretty much the same, but what's going to make you unique is you, right? So don't be copying what everybody else is doing. And the more authentic you can be and create a company that represents you and marketing can help you figure out how to communicate that message, right? Then you're attracting the exact type of clients you want to work with. And as you said, then they fit like a glove and you don't end up, I think, especially when newer people to property management um, or even somebody that's seasoned, but finally decides to go off on their own, they fall into the trap of, they feel like they have to accept everybody and not everybody's a good fit. And then that's where you get the churn or the turnover, or you bring people on and then you're kind of headbutting and things. So the clearer that people can be, as you said about their ideal client or where they want to do property management or the type of properties that they want to take into their portfolio, the more successful they'll be because they're focusing their energies on what works for them. And you're marketing what you do, it sounds like, to help property managers do that is you help them get clarity around some of that targeting so that the message, the story that you're helping them to tell fits them perfectly, yes. not somebody else, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that that's perfect. Um, how do we, and we kind of talked a little bit about this already, um, but how do we differentiate ourselves specifically from our competition in, for example, say our, our same area, right? Like how do we actually differentiate what, what I did in my company versus what somebody else in Santa Cruz was doing? Um, we're in the same marketplace. Yeah. So, you know, as a property management professional, you are roped into the lives of your renters and your owners, whether you're like that or not, that's the nature of the beast, right? And the best way to differentiate yourself is to be authentic and human. Because, you know, so don't get me wrong, like I'm all for technology and I support using technology in your business because it helps you become more efficient. But a big mistake I see is companies utilizing it to the point where it removes the authenticity or the humanness of their brand. 
And at the end of the day, property management is a relationship business and relationships are built between people, not interfaces. Couldn't say it better. I say that all the time. You know, the, the technology is there to support you, not replace you. So beautifully said, thank you so much. So what are you seeing as a trend that's happening in the property management industry today? You know, when I first started working with four and a half, it was video, right? And we were doing little minute to minute and a half little video tips sort of thing. What's the trend today? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure people listening to this will not be shocked that the trend is all about AI because that's what everyone is talking about, AI, artificial intelligence. In fact, just before we were having, we were having this conversation, we just got off uh, an AI-related uh, webinar and uh, next week I am attending the very first gener generative AI conference to you know learn the uh, latest and greatest there. And so what's interesting is, um, you know, from that webinar that we just participated in, they were talking about how AI is taking over all the creative jobs, right? And you see the schools kind of panicking about ChatGPT is helping students plagiarize. And um, you can imagine that the, all these AI tools that are coming out are promising to do everything that a marketer could do, basically write your blogs for you, make your videos for you. And um, there have been conversations in the property management space talking about how it would make marketers like myself and my team at four and a half obsolete. And after using them myself, I'm actually not worried because that's not the value we provide. Um, even though the trend is to use AI and I support people who use AI, uh, if you believe that marketing is just about putting text in a document and publishing it online, um, then perhaps you're not utilizing the true value of marketing. A lot of it is the strategy. So um, yes, AI is the trend because it can make things more efficient. Um, and what, what's interesting is the fact that there's so much money coming into content creation AI tools just tells you that content is still king. Why would they invest so much money on these tools if it wasn't relevant, right? So I know Kathleen, um, we were talking about how when you got started with four and a half, you were doing video blogs with us because that was the thing to do then. It used to be the differentiator because not a lot of property management companies had the time or the patience to do any content. So whoever made content back then was the shining star, so to speak. But nowadays, it's starting to become commoditized in a way that anyone can put words on the internet, you know? Um, and so it's becoming table stakes. And so if you're not even considering making content, then you're already behind the curve. So that is where the trend is still um, going. And I don't see it changing anytime soon. Right. And and, and just as you were saying how um, with AI... The initial fears, you know, are we going to be irrelevant at some point? But the reality is, no, it's, it's that whole notion of like competition. It makes us say, what is the value that we bring? And I loved how you said when I originally came to four and a half, it was for video. Yeah, I could have done my own video and lots of people did their own little video and put it up on YouTube. But I came to a marketing company 
to produce it for me and make it look nice. And then, you know, in um, size it so it could go on the different social media at the time, right? And so we actually had a strategy for how we were using those little video tips, right? Um, so I am a big believer that there's always going to be a place for the professional property manager and what AI can do is some people were talking about, it frees up your time from writing a property description or a listing or some of those different things um, so that now you can focus on higher level things that you're working on. Um, you know, I've heard for over a hundred years that certain jobs are going to be eliminated when technology came out. Well, I remember when the fax machine came out and it had the rolly paper and there was a group of uh, attorneys across from the office that I worked in at the time. And the, the paralegals were so excited because now they didn't have to rush to get all their work done by three o'clock to meet the FedEx and the UPS to get all the legal documents out. And once the, the fax machines were considered legal signatures, they were like, great. Well, what in fact happened is instead of their workday being kind of done at three, oh no, their workday now extended longer because it was just a simple fax. So what they were doing didn't go away with the new, new technology, right? It just pivoted and it shifted and new requirements happened. And, and on the webinar we were on, they were talking about your value change moves over time. And um, so yeah, freeze up so that we can offer higher level customer service and provide that exceptional um, experience that we want our customers to have, right? So it's not going to replace us people. It's okay. It's just going to evolve. <laughs> so don't get too scared out there. Okay. So I wanted to ask you then, what can newbies who don't have a marketing budget do at this time? You know, as a marketing expert yourself, what, what can people do or what should they be looking at if they don't really have the budget yet to put together a formal marketing strategy? Yeah, that's a really good question. And so something that anyone can do without any cash in is to keep a close eye at their online reputation because it's much easier to course correct or ask for help as soon as you see something wrong is happening or that the trend is going to the worst rather than having to dig yourself out of a deep hole because you took it for granted or you just weren't paying attention. That's a that's a that's a great point because that was kind of my next question. What's the one thing that everyone should be doing? So maybe there's a slightly different answer to that. You know, if you do have a marketing budget or you're just starting out, is what you said, you know, still your reputation management the one thing that you would recommend people to focus on? I would say that Yes, especially if you're, you know, you're just starting out in figuring out, like, how do I attract, like, new prospective owners to work with me? Um, in this day and age, people use star ratings, reputation as the basis for making purchasing decisions, much, even for the small, a small thing on Amazon, so much even much more so when it's a, a huge decision as entrusting someone with their home, right? And so I I want to stress that um, it's kind of funny how like when we were like in preschool or kindergarten and 
you know, we would kind of work for stars, like we got excited with stars and now it's kind of the same thing. Businesses kind of get excited with stars. Um, and so what happens there is since everyone is hyper-focused on their reputation because consumers are demanding it, to not focus on reputation is a disservice to your company, especially if you are doing a good job, right? And so that is kind of, I would say, the simplest thing you can do that um, shouldn't be that that shouldn't be like an an excuse that you don't have budget um, because if you don't have budget you can still keep tabs on it if you don't have time to manage it you know there are providers out like four and a half can can help you manage your reputation too um, so yeah it it's all a matter of um, picking your priorities absolutely and and one thing I always tell my coaching clients too is you know a lot of people have that love hate relationship with Yelp right. Um, but if you try to kind of step back a bit, you know, when I worked in the corporate world, I worked for a really, really large software company way back in the day. And in the marketing department, they would spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars annually on focus groups. If you step back and say, okay, as a newbie and you've got your Yelp account, that is like a ready made for you focus group, right? people and you can look at it and determine whether the feeling is they're lying that's not how we do business you look at that and even the negative comments are a gold mine because you can address you know how you do business and i remember one time we had some tenant that just went off on us and i'm like wow that's so not normal like we get really good reviews from our our tenants about their experience with us and it was somebody that had moved out and they didn't get their deposit back and I didn't recognize the name. And so I double checked. They were never our tenant. They had typed in like Santa Cruz property management. They got a different company and then they just railed on the Yelp. And so we were able to respond and say, you know, we checked, you know, um, we think maybe you made an error. Um, you've never been our tenant, but, but let me share with you. I'm so sorry you had that experience, but let me share with you how we handle our move out process right? So it was a fabulous way for us to kind of showcase how we do business maybe differently um, without putting down the other company or anything. So I think even in those situations, when you have negative, take it to heart. Is it true? Like if, if, if a comment is, you know, they never return phone calls. Okay. Is that true? I know a lot of property management companies that don't return phone calls and it just boggles my mind. Here they're spending money to get new leads and they don't return phone calls, right? So is that true? And then if it is, then change it, you know, but be open to maybe the negative comments as well. So I, I think you're right that your reputation management is a, a really great thing that people can do, um, whether they've got a budget or not. And everybody does look and make sure to ask your clients too, to, to you know, review how you do. And one other quick thing I know I did in my business that ties into that doesn't really cost any money um, or very little money is I would ask friends of mine to test my company. So I would ask them like Mr. Impersonate. Yeah. Secret shopper impersonate applying for a rental property. And, and I would tell them, I want you to be super nice. And then I want you to maybe call back in a day and, and just be like the prospect from hell. Right. I want to see, like, how does my staff react and are they professional and how how are we doing things and so forth? So 
that is super easy to do to get a true evaluation of like how things are going in the company and you can learn a lot from that so yeah thank you so much i i would agree start with your reputation first i, I love that story and i, I do want to add that um so i actually spearheaded a property management marketing industry survey a couple of years back and one thing that was interesting coming out of that was we found 16 percent uh, uh property management business owners who prioritized reputation as like one of their top three business priorities uh were 16 percent more likely to have uh, their owner clients stay longer with them than the industry average. And so, you know, when we were doing the, doing the analysis, we were trying to figure out like, why is it, you know, why is it moving kind of like that metric? And we realized that, you know, everybody, if you ask them would say, oh yeah, we care about your reputation. We care about the stars, but to put reputation as a top three business priority means a lot of things, right? It doesn't just mean that, yeah, we care, we ask for reviews. It means that, no, no, the business owners understand the value of it and they're higher, they're, there's a higher likelihood that they're actually looking at even the negative reviews to help improve the company because it's a business priority. It's not just, uh, oh yeah, we, we uh, monitor the reviews. We have someone who checks it every day versus, no, it's a business priority. So I just wanted to note that. Absolutely. They are being intentional in their focus and they're spending time and energy, not just on the, the reviews, right? It's how are you treating prospective owners? How are you treating your tenants? How are you treating, you know, so if you've got policies and procedures in place and key performance indicators and metrics that you're measuring your staff around the customer service that you're providing, if you're focused, like really intentional on doing certain things, you call your tenants and check in with them. You check in with your owners. How are things going? You have an annual review maybe with your owners about their property for the coming year. Whatever it is, you're very intentional. It makes sense then that these would be companies that have a much higher retention rate, not only of owners, but of satisfied tenants. Like who's going to want to move? And, and tenants have maybe had many landlords, they've experienced many different property management companies. When they find one that's really good, they know it and they're gonna stay because they know what everybody else is like, right? So it goes straight to that bottom line of more money in your pocket as a business person, but you do have to spend the, the time and effort and truly care about it, not just ticking off the box that, oh yeah, we have a little tool that sends out, gives people, you know, they can give their feedback, right? And then all you want to see is the good ones. You don't really, the negative ones, you kind of poo-poo and say, oh, people lie. You know, if you're really intentional about it, then you're going to incorporate a whole variety of things that you do in your business to elevate that customer service and or pivot or correct when negative ones come in that People are sharing their perspective, like this was their experience. Okay, how can we change that experience for somebody? So um, it's all really good data and information if, if people are open to hearing it and not getting so defensive about it. And it doesn't cost a lot of money. It's the, you know, when you're young and you buy your first home, it's not going to be your dream home, right? It's the sweat equity you put into it. That's the same thing with your business. You're kind of putting in the sweat equity on the front end because you may not have the financial wherewithal 
to really do a big marketing campaign. So I, I appreciate you sharing that perspective and and the statistics of what you found out from doing your survey. It's That's good stuff. Um, so that kind of leads me into, you've worked with so many different property management businesses, owners um, over the years, and you've seen those that really do an amazing job of knocking it out of the park and, and, and being successful in their marketing. And then you've seen those that seem to struggle or don't make the same kind of progress. What do the successful companies do right? And where do the less successful kind of get hung up? That's a really good question. So over the years, I've noticed that the most successful companies are ones that view marketing not simply as an expense, but as an investment. And much like an investment, they 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 look at marketing as something that you sow and then later on you reap. So they're they're more patient that way. They understand it takes time. Um, versus, you know, the companies that end up just getting frustrated with marketing and, you know, eventually like they don't really grow in the size they want and eventually like they move on are companies that tend to want um, unrealistic things given their budget. And so um, another piece that uh, I have noticed is the successful companies really understand the value of honing in your ideal client, right? Because when you understand the, the market segment, the specific profile of people that you are best equipped to serve, and we were talking about, you know, making yourself fit like a glove for them, um, you're able to keep clients longer. Because it's like a mutual relationship. You feel that they're a good fit for you, but they also feel that, right? And so why would they go risk looking for some other property management company when you, they already feel like they fulfill all my needs, you know, as as an, as an owner, as a landlord? Um, another thing that I've noticed is the people who think more strategically versus in a tactical way tend to have more success. So it's more long-term thinking versus very like, oh, this month versus last month. An instant gratification. Right? Yeah, like yeah. They, they, they think that by hiring a marketing company, and I, I face the same thing in coaching, a lot of times people will hire me because they think that by hiring me, and I have to reiterate, you have to do the work, but they think overnight their business is going to shift around or they're going to get tons of new clients or, you know, within a month. And just like with marketing, coaching is a process and you're working through it and having that strategic plan um, and your your end goal, you're always kind of working towards that, right? Um, and I like the examples that you gave of, of the payoff, you know, the people that are very strategic about it and intentional about it versus the people that kind of want the instant gratification and get frustrated easy because they're, they're, they're not, they misunderstand maybe what um, the purpose of marketing is. You know, we talked at the beginning, it's educating your clients and you meet with the client once. And I, I tell people, especially people coming from the, the real estate sales side, um, I will tell them before I even take them on as a client, when they go, oh, I want to start a property management company. I go, okay, well, here's the big difference. When you do sales, somebody comes to you, you get the listing and bam, you're off and running. In property management, I have spent literally a whole year 
talking with somebody before the rental finally comes to me, right? It's a longer relationship. It's a longer buildup. Maybe they've got a tenant in place or maybe they're with another property manager and they're frustrated and they call you. And, you know, there's just all these different things in play. Um, guess what? I check back with that person. Hey, you mind if I check back with you in a couple months? And maybe I have multiple conversations with them. And then finally they come to me. So it's it's not just in property management, your business is not going to all of a sudden be at a hundred doors tomorrow. Okay. And it does, it take it takes work. But if you put that work in, you have and you know who your ideal clients are, like you said, your clients will stay with you longer. And that's what you want. That's that's the cash flow that you get out of having a property management business. And I loved how you started out with investment. Back in the day, I had to kind of remind some of my owners, this is an investment property, meaning you put money into it to do repairs and other things. It's not just, it's not called the cash cow or the goose that laid the golden egg property where you're just constantly pulling money out. It's an investment, right? Of money and time. And so I, I love that kind of analogy for you because that's what marketing is about too. It's an investment in your business in the long run. You know, it's not that quick fix. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I wanted to ask you, at what point do you recommend to people? Because I know a lot of times people will call and they ask for information about, you know, what you guys do and the different services and so forth. But at what point do you recommend people reach out to a marketing agency such as four and half because i know not everyone is going to be a right fit and there's different stages you know in in a company as well so when's the right time yeah so i would say once you start getting to about 150 doors um a lot of things happen you you suddenly feel like you're running a different business you know this kathleen you coach so many clients right so um, around 100 doors, maybe you're like, oh, this is good. Things are going great. And then you start, you know, venturing bigger and then you start feeling like you're outgrowing things, right? And, you know, maybe operationally, whatnot, but also maybe you start feeling like, oh, I wish my website could do this or I just don't like how it looks or feels or, you know, I'm not getting leads from my website. Should I get leads from my website? Another thing could be like, we were talking about reputation, like maybe you're not getting reviews or you are getting reviews, but they're not the ones you want. Um, or in general, maybe you just have your eyes set on a certain, you know, uh, growth goal that you're not quite sure how to get to. So that would be a good time to reach out to uh, an agency, a marketing agency like Four and Half, because we can talk about your specific goals and then we can help you craft a strategy to get you there. Perfect. Yeah. And and I like how, you know, the way I kind of think about marketing too is when you're ready to kind of take your business to the next level. You know, you've done all the hard work yourself, you've done all the sweat equity, and now you're actually starting to make, you know, your net profit. You know, after all expenses are paid, you have money left in the bank. And now you're thinking about either refining what you have fine tuning it, you know, that website that you originally kind of made for free, that worked great. But like you said, now you want to refine it. You also maybe are at the point where you've got, you know, even if it's in, in my experience, people that get to 150 doors, it's 
four-year time frame for most people, okay? And so now they're getting to the point where they're like ready to start hiring staff as well. So they're making that investment in their business to kind of take it to the next level. They're also, they've got enough years under their belt that it's not, they've, they've learned the business. They're now ready to position themselves as the expert in their business, right? And really start talking about what does their brand mean and, and what, where do they want to be in the next five years? And they're able to start projecting forward. Um, I, that's kind of been my experience, but I would think that that's the feeling that people have is, you know, okay, I've been doing this a while. I can now start hiring people, pushing things down. Now it's time for me to step it up as the founder of the company, the owner of the company. What's the direction that we're going to go in for the next five years? Um, does that seem right to you of when you'd be reaching out to another professional to, you know, because now you've got a bit of a budget, but you're also ready to have that professional say, okay, what you've got is good. We can do this. We can do that. It's just like once you start making a profit, guess what? You can actually start putting some money away into a 401k or a SAP or, you know, your life changes when you get to a certain level. Because I know even for myself, as I kept ticking up, we got to the point where we were uber profitable and I didn't want to keep paying more in taxes. So I kept looking for very creative ways to like spend money. I just didn't want to keep getting bigger. So at a certain point, you know, it's like, okay, cool. We'll sponsor a charity. Instead of doing lots of little ones, we did one big charity every year and we would sponsor it and we would match money on behalf of the owner. Right. Um, I brought in coaching for my, my team members. We got to do a lot of really fun things with that money. Right. Um, and so it would make sense to me that as people start growing and they get to that 150 door range. Yeah, and depending upon where you are in the country, your rents and all of that, that's when you're you're thinking about hiring and taking it up a notch. And um and, and also yeah, yeah, I do want to add that, you know, like you mentioned, it it typically would take around four or so years for someone starting from scratch to get there. And in that time, you would have enough experience and under your belt to kind of understand what unique things you can offer realistically and what kinds of people respond to that because if you're brand new to property management you don't really know what you're doing um you don't even know who your target market is <laughs> yeah yeah you don't even know what your target you can have an idea like well i want to target people of you know a certain they have this certain goal right of maybe you know investing um and you don't know for sure if it's going to pan out until you try it. So um, unless you're very sure that that's going to work out, then, you know, kind of take it a bit easy until you're sure that like, yes, I have proven my process works for this ideal client. Yeah, because I often find um, whether it's newbies or somebody that buys a business and they didn't get to pick the owners, um, people tend to go large. You know, they do the shotgun approach because that seems to make sense to them. I want to reach everybody, right? And I even get pushed back in my coaching when I try to drill them down to say, you know, really paint that picture of what their ideal client looks like, right? And it's just hard because it seems so counterintuitive that you would go smaller instead of going bigger. 
Um, and so you're right. When when people are new to a business, they kind of don't know what they don't know. And, you know, just like when I started my coaching business, I knew I wanted to be focused on helping other property managers. Um, and I do that, but it kind of morphed in different ways than what I expected initially, right? And so most of my clients are brand new people or people that have been in real estate looking to get into property management or people that worked for a property manager for a number of years and they've gotten their broker's license. Now they're ready to go out on their own. They understand property management, but they don't know how to put a business together, right? So I love doing it, but it's not what I originally thought I was going to be doing, right? When I first started coaching. So that's a fantastic point of work, try it on for size, see what your market is like and see who's coming to you. And you're going to find out quickly who your ideal clients are and what type of properties you want. And then that way they're not wasting, I don't want to say wasting money, but they're not kind of throwing money at marketing and then they're getting the results from it, but it's not really the results they want. And now they're having to pivot, maybe kind of rebrand and start over again. And, you know, so I, I love that idea of, you know, about 100 to 150 doors, you're going to be in the ballpark of where working with four and half is now the time to kind of step. So I wanted to ask you, um, any final thoughts or words of wisdom to property managers around um marketing and you know just the whole aspect of it why it's important you know um what they should be thinking about any final thoughts well i want to keep it simple um i want to leave people with this line rome was not built in a day and so if you are trying to build a solid sustainable property management business please understand you need to be patient and please resist the urge to cut too many corners thousand fold. <laughs> so, um, Marie, how can people reach you? If people want to follow up with you, how do they get in touch with you? How do they find you? Yeah. So, um, they could always send an email to sales at four and half.com or visit our website four and half.com. That's F O U R A N D H A L F.com. It's not four and a half. It's four and half. Correct. I did, yeah, which is perfect because your background is beautiful. It's like right above your head. Uh -huh. So it's perfect. It's perfect. Thank you so much, Marie, for being with me today and for sharing your expertise and for educating all the people in this group about what marketing is and, and how they should be thinking about it and things that they can do now and at what point they should be reaching out for marketing and the importance of actually having a marketing strategy. And your final phrase is beautiful. Rome was not built in a day. That is so true. And, and when people are starting a business, they're so passionate, they're so excited about their business and they throw themselves into it 100%, which I'm always trying to kind of dial them back on because I'm like, you'll flame out if you do that. But it, it does take time, you know, and anything, you know, looking back on my career of owning my my brokerage and so forth um it took time i had ideas in the very beginning of things i wanted to do but there's no way you can implement everything and when people go to conferences you know they get such great ideas and they go i want to go back and do this and i would always tell people especially when i would do the trade shows and they would come around 
to my table, I would always ask them, what is one takeaway? Just pick one because you're going to just be so excited and then you're going to get back to the office on Monday and then the reality of everyday life hits, right? So pick one thing that you're going to work on and implement and just keep doing that one thing over and over and eventually you're going to have the business of your dreams, but it does take time. So again, thank you so much for, for coming. Thank you for sharing your insights and your wisdom. And um, Tribe, if you're at that point where you are ready for some professional marketing, please, please, I can't say enough about Four and Half and Maria especially, please reach out to them because they will be able to help you take your business to the next level. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks for the opportunity. That's all we have for this episode of the Property Management Show brought to you by Four and Half Marketing Agency. For over a decade, we have committed ourselves to helping property management companies like yours get more owner leads through marketing. We have a comprehensive suite of services designed to drive growth and help you succeed. Whether you need help with a website, SEO, content, online reputation, paid ads, lead nurturing, you name it, we can help you. Visit our website fourandhalf.com to get started on growth today. That's F-O-U-R-A-N-D-H-A-L-F.com. If you are enjoying this show, please go ahead and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app and please share it with your friends so they can go ahead and get value out of it too. Thank you so much for being a loyal subscriber and we hope to see you next time.